Ah, yeah, we're back. We're back with more Gene Shepard for you here on the Library of Sound. I am your humble host, and we are going to dip once again into my personal Gene Shepard collection. Tapes I recorded in the mid-1970s, early to mid-1970s, even up until 1977, when that was the last year Gene Shepard was on, and I was there for them shows, too. Today, we have a show from February 4th, of 1975. Now, I'm looking at the tape here, and I wrote my little my little summaries of what the show was all about. Today, from what I see here, Gene Shepard is going to be saluting slob art. Now, slob art was one of Gene Shepard's favorite topics. This is a term Gene Shepard would call bad taste in things that you might find to buy, like in a gift shop or Maybe you're on a long roadside and you see them concrete little statues you put out in your yard of a duck or or a pink flamingo or a little teeny... uh, It's just uh, art, supposedly, that's really kind of in bad taste. But you buy it all the same because it looks nice. You know, you like it. You can't help yourself. You know it's bad, but it's still good. Well, that's Gene Shepard. And when he talks about slob art today, he'll be also talking about... Oh, his own slob possessions. Yeah, he does it too. He's even going to get in a little talk about Nixon resigning from the presidency. Oh, there's a whole range of topics today on the Gene Shepard Show from February 4th, 1975. Let's listen to Gene Shepard here on the Library of Sound. Once again, we'd like to take this time now to salute, uh, 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 oh, shucks, it slipped my mind. I knew I was going to salute something. Dog, gone it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I think, I think it is time to salute something, right? Uh, for, uh, all of you people out there are fans of slob art. I mean, let's face it, any good slob... I mean, uh, let's face it, uh, any uh, any person with great insight <laughs> is, is a fan of slob art. Oh, sure. I mean, it comes in all sizes, all shapes, all forms. There's, uh, for example, uh, one of the greatest examples of slob art is Mount Rushmore. That is a tremendous... Uh, that's, a, that's the ultimate coup of slob art. And, uh, of course, there was another guy, too, that was involved in, in that kind of... Uh, Ultimate slob art. You know Mount Rushmore. You know those carvings. That's a classical slob art. Uh, it is. That's called the cosmic. Uh, that's really the cosmic division of slob art. Uh, there was a guy out in. Uh, I don't know whether he's still doing it. What about that guy that was going to? Was in fact he was busily doing it with bulldozers and uh, and uh, dynamite and everything else. He was going to make a uh, an entire mountain in the shape of an Indian. Did you hear about that guy? Yeah, he was work. He's working seventy-four years on it. Yeah, he's still out there blasting away, and uh, yeah, and he said he was going to do it to protect the environment. This is a fascinating way to protect the environment. It'd be like if you took uh, Mount McKinley, you know, and you took bulldozers and you chopped it all up and blew it up and uh, made a tremendous statue of, say, a George Washington, you know, standing there with his teeth in and everything, you know. Right, Washington. Yeah, he had teeth. Yeah, that's right. 
But uh, you, you, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would like to salute. Uh, if you will please to give me a little salute music, Joe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's my salute music. That's my salute music for today. All right. Bring it on there. Come on. Come on, Joe. Get that machine going there. That's right. Oh, yeah. Joe, you like that? Thank you. <laughs> you just don't hear that kind of stuff on the Lawrence Welk show, you know? That's right. But uh, the reason I had to salute uh, uh, this example of slob art, because after all, that, uh, that music was a classic example of the musical version of slob art. And, uh, oh, no, 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 I concede it. In fact, I'm one of the leading practitioners of the form, the genre. Oh, no, no. No, I'm not putting slob art down. I am telling you it is a great form. You, you thought I was putting Mount Rushmore down? No way. I think Mount Rushmore is just fantastic. I mean, I, me and my fellow slobs stand there underneath all that and, and uh, eat hot dogs and cheer. <laughs> you know, I travel thousands of miles to see a guy's nose carved into the side of a mountain. And uh, But they're... they're uh, there are all kinds of ramifications of this now. Now, here, here's an example of great slob art. We have not changed. Here it is. I have a uh, coupon here. You can send in for it. This is going into my vast file of trivia, so that 5,000 years from now, when they dig up my little cache of stuff, that's spelled C-H-E, when they dig it up, they're going to know what life was really like in our time. <laughs> All right. yeah, if, if, no matter what happens in our world today, somebody, somebody's figuring out a way to make a buck. Oh, no matter what happens. Absolutely. Do you know that right now, available for a limited time only, and this is not a commercial, I've, just, I've got the thing here, you can buy yourself a genuine coffee mug that is headed, this is the caption, hey, give me a little echo chamber there, this is good. Hello, hello, 
Yes. A keepsake of a rare moment in history. Order yours now. The day President Richard M. Nixon resigned, now commemorated for all time on a white ceramic coffee tankard with an imprint of the front page of the newspapers published that day, August 9, 1974. Own this historical tankard, which will become a family keepsake. How's that now? Isn't that nice? That opens up a whole new field, you know, of, uh, of mugs commemorating... Uh, well, can't you just see... Uh, now it's going to be followed with a, with a mug commemorating Pearl Harbor. That'd be kind of nice, you know, front page on there. It says, Pearl Harbor bomb, thousands die. <laughs> and uh, that'd be kind of a nice mug. How about a mug commemorating the day that Benedict Arnold sold the secrets to, uh, uh, to uh, the British? Well, wait a minute now. That's a disaster. How about the day? Uh, how about a? How about a? Uh, here's a nice one. How about a? Uh, how about uh, a mug uh, commemorating? Uh, no, commemorating the uh, Great Johnstown Flood. Yeah, you picture the flood. You know, thousands of bodies floating downstream. Front page. A valuable keepsake. You could also have another mug uh, uh, commemorating the typhus invasion of the state of Idaho. That is, if you're you know hung on Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> no, this opens up all kinds of possibilities. I wonder if, if Mr. Nixon will order one. You think so? Yes, I, I suppose. I mean, you'd like to keep it. That would be a fantastic family keepsake for him. You could have a whole collection. Yeah, and you could have different pictures on it. You know, the day they caught James M. Dean. And, uh, you know, you could have your Dean mug. You know how when you sit around with these mugs, you have different things. Uh, you can have a, you know... A Joe Namath mug. One of my favorite uh, pieces of Slav art was once given to me by the Shell Station. You remember when they used to give that stuff out? Oh, yes, I have an... No, I have an NFL hot dog serving tray. Ah, you missed out on that one. That one only lasted for about two days. But I hot-footed it down there, and I got one of those trays. Oh, well, those glasses, everybody got those, because that ran for a long time. But it takes a very nippy fan with fast feet, man and quick reflexes, uh, who really loves slob art, to go down there and get it when it's hot. I, I picked up an NFL hot dog serving tray. It's made of genuine simulated metal. Which, by the way, the word simulated means a great deal to all of us slob fans. Anything that's uh, simulated is better than the real thing. Excuse me if I use slob language. I mean, I love that simulated walnut decal on the, on the, on the dashboard of my Merc. Uh, now... A simulated walnut uh, decal on the... <laughs> you've seen that on the dashboard? Oh, that's good. That's better than that old... Anybody can get wood. I mean, you know, wood is... Woodpeckers and all that got wood. I mean, it ain't everybody that's got a simulated decal. Uh, you can get simulated. Simulated. In fact, I, I know of a place that is now selling virgin simulated naugahyde. That does not mean it's real naugahyde. Virgin simulated naugahyde. Oh, it's come full circle now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, uh, I know one guy that, that uh, over in Jersey who is causing all kinds of confusion, and uh, he, he's almost a revolutionary guy. He is offering now a substitution. He says, simulated naugahyde leather upholstery. 
You know what he's selling? Leather. <laughs> so to most people, leather is now an imitation of naugahyde. I mean, you'd almost swear that's real naugahyde in there. Now you get that subtle point we're attempting to make there. And uh, so you, you've got to, you got to be very careful when you're dealing with these subjects because uh, you get the nomenclature all messed up and you're in trouble. Now, uh, you got yourself a Richard Nixon Memorial Day Mr. Nixon Resigned Tankard. Now, you could have, uh, you, could, you could celebrate all kinds of chicanery. I would like to have a Sherman Adams Memorial mug. Uh, he'd be good. Uh, how about, uh, mm, gee, there's at least 15 mayors over in Jersey that would make fantastic mugs. And you could have each one autograph from the pen where he's staying right now. You know? <laughs> You've known a few of those guys. And uh, I can't see why they... Why, why don't they come out with a set of mugs celebrating various great gangsters in American history? Wouldn't you love to have an Al Capone mug? And a Bonnie and Clyde tea set? You know, Bonnie's face on the, on the uh, creamer and, uh, and Clyde's face, you know, slack-jawed with the bad acne condition, uh, looking out at you with a dim eye from, uh, from the uh, teapot. That'd be kind of nice. You could have Al Capone. You could have Dillinger. Dillinger, because, you know, uh, famous baddies of all time. That would make a great... I'll bet somebody's got... Oh, hey, Manny, I got an idea. The guy hit it. Hey, quick. <laughs> Already now the factories are t probably turning just as I said it. But uh, all ki all jesting aside, though, I think that would I I'd love to have an Al Capone mug. I I uh, you know and, and in color if you could get a color shot of Al, you know, with that that white hat he had. You ever see pictures of Al Capone? I don't mean uh, I don't mean uh, uh, any actor playing Al Capone. No, I'm not talking about uh, I'm talking about Al Capone. He's got cigars sticking out of his trap. He's wearing a uh, a camel hair coat, you know, cut it off right about here, see, with one of those real wide-looking uh, uh, prohibition ties. And if you could get a hold of an Al Capone uh, genuine autograph, someplace they must have Al Capone's... Uh, he could write, you know, I suppose, uh, <laughs> although I might be making an assumption that uh, Al Capone, <laughs> somewhere, you know, Al Capone. <laughs> and he must have signed something somewhere along the line. And uh, if you could get that, and you could put it under his picture, you know, to my friend Manny, that's you, you know, Al Capone, Big Al. And uh, you could call it your uh, your mob collection. Yeah, and, and uh, John Dillinger looking out. And uh, Babyface Nelson, that's a good... You could collect the more esoteric ones, Babyface Nelson. Uh, Red Hamilton, Alvin Carpus. <laughs> Did you ever hear of Alvin Carpus? Oh, he was another goodie. Oh, look, uh, a guy doesn't become an official gangster in this country until he's been played by Rod Steiger. Now, most people uh, don't know Alvin Karpis because uh, he was never played in the movies, as far as I know. But Alvin Karpis was a goodie. He, he went around and he shot people and stuff. Who played, uh, yeah, well, you know, he did all the right things. Who played, uh, who played Babyface Nelson in the movies? No, Jennifer Jones, what's the matter with you? Uh, Jennifer Jones. Babyface Nelson. Who was Babyface Nelson? Uh, Babyface Nelson sounds like, uh, you know, one of those wrestlers. But uh, all, all jesting aside, I think this would make a nice uh, tray, uh, maybe, with a collection. My, my favorite uh, piece of slob art, though, at this point, uh, I, have, I have an Orphan Annie shake-up mug. 
I do. I own the genuine one. I also have an orphan Annie. This is even rarer. The shake-up mic, by the way, was very popular. So there were millions of them around. I own an orphan Annie Ovaltine ceramic mug, the real thing. Now, that's a rarity. It's a ceramic. And on the side is, uh, is uh, Sandy saying his, uh, his classic. Well, on the one I have, no, he doesn't say ARF. No, no. Did you know that Sandy said something before he began saying ARF? In the uh, translation of the character, he said, woof. Did you know that? Sandy did not become popular uh, until he changed from woof to arf. And uh, later on, when Sandy started to say arf, and you know why he changed it to arf? All right, I'll tell you why. This, this, you guys are fans of this stuff, aren't you? Okay. All right, there was a song. Uh, who's that little chatterbox? The one with curly... In the beginning, it was Auburn Locks. Who do I see... It's little orphan Annie. It went like that. See, that, by the way, was a popular song on Broadway. Uh, and not just a radio song. Who was that little chatterbox? And then uh, somewhere down in the lyrics, they said, Arf goes Sandy. Right. Well, woof didn't fit in there. So they rewrote it. It said, woof goes Sandy. That's not so good. So Arf goes Sandy sounded better. So they rewrote it and said, Arf goes Sandy. From that day on, wherever Sandy appeared, he went Arf. Again, another example of art uh, creating its own life and, in fact, affecting life. Sandy never said arf in his early days when he was just making it in showbiz. Nah, he was just like any other. What kind of a dog was uh, Sandy? All right, Sandy is a specific breed. What was he? And is he? He's still around. He's still going arf. I mean, it's not drawn by the same guy who originally created him, but... Uh, uh, he's still going arf. He's what? He is an Airedale. You're wrong again, Joe. You are. You've been consistently wrong. Uh, he is an Airedale, and Sandy went arf. Yeah, and how did? <laughs> All right. You you know little orphan Annie. What's little orphan Annie's last name? No, no. Mr. Warbucks was not her father. No, no. Mr. Warbucks had adopted her. What was her last name? Now, this is a really esoteric piece of information of which I am privy to. Little Orphan Annie had a last name in spite of being an orphan. You know, even orphans have last names. That may surprise you, Joe, uh, but they do. Arf goes Sandy. Now, now, wait a minute. I have another great piece of trivia. And it's not trivia. This is true slob art. Uh, I have added this to my NFL, my NFL hot dog tray which I got from a gas station in Connecticut. Yes, I was driving down uh, one of the uh, by lanes and byways in the, the colorful Connecticut countryside, which knows its share of slob art, too. Oh, yes, indeed. And I was driving along there, and here was a gas station with a great big sign, and it said, be the first in your neighborhood to own a genuine NFL commemorative hot dog simulated metal tray with all the helmets of all the various... Uh, teams inscribed in the ever-free, ever-last, non-fading decal. And I stopped immediately. I, I, I didn't need any gas, but I rushed in and I drank it. You know, he says, you know, so I drank the gas and I left. But I got the tray. And it's a hot dog tray. You know how a hot dog tray looks? Well, you know how an, an NFL fan gets all excited watching a game, right? And especially if he's a slob. You know how many slobs knock over beer when they're watching games? Do you know how much beer is spilled on rugs? On any given average Saturday or Sunday afternoon? Hey, look at that! Oh, look at the beer! 
And the next thing you know, the beer is all over the floor, and it's got his feet wet, you know, and the dog's lapping it up. All right. Uh, this, this, uh, this, this is a very handy tray. It's got, like, little troughs in it. And you just insert your hot dog right there. You lay it right there, and it holds it there, see? And it's got a little, it's got a little sunken place where, where a beer stein fits right in. So if you get all excited, you know, you can wave your arms and everything, and the beer doesn't fall out. It's very handy. It's very handy. I, of course, I, I find myself occasionally watching non-NFL games while using my NFL commemorative tray, and I feel like a rotten, stinking traitor. Now, I'll tell you another thing I've got that is one of my favorite, absolute favorite pieces of, of slob art. And uh, I'll, I'll bet anybody out there who knows about it would love I mean, I'm going to tell you about it now. And you're going to, I'll bet a lot of people are going to say, oh, wow. You see, there's certain types of slob art that have to do with, uh, with sports. There's, that's one whole genre, sports. I mean, like uh, the Joe Namath uh, glass. That's a classic example of slob art. And now that's sports division. Then there's the media slob art. That's Little Orphan Annie. It was a media thing, see. Uh, my mother, for example, was very proud. She had a set of Richard Barthelmus uh, steak knives. Now, who was Richard Barthelmus? Well, Richard Barthelmus uh, was apparently an actor uh, that my mother was, uh, was quite fond of at one time. She went to see Richard Barthelmus, and she collected Richard Barthelmus steak knives. <laughs> it's got a picture. Uh, she also has one lone steak knife in there. I got in there, I don't know. But she has one lone one. Apparently one time when she went to this place where they gave away Richard Barthelmus steak knives, uh, they were out of them, and she had to take a substitute. And it was a Polonegri uh, steak knife, which is even more valuable really now in today's context. So <laughs> she was pretty bugged, though, for years about that. It, uh, you know, it loused up her Richard Barthelmus set. So, uh, nevertheless, now, uh, that's media. See, that's the, the media. Now, uh, I'm sure that, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know why they've given that stuff up. I, I think a lot of the chowderheads would love it. For example, wouldn't you love to have a genuine set of Paul Newman swizzle sticks? You know, a little Paul Newman uh, carved in bar relief there, playing the Sundance Kid. And, uh, yeah, that would add a little to your life, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Uh, you know, uh, you, you could have a, a, a Robert Redford, uh, for example, a Robert Redford uh, a tea set. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's the kind of, that's called media. That's media slob art. Now, I have a fantastic example of slob art, and I don't even put it out, because if, if it ever got out, if I ever put it on the wall of my office, it would be stolen in many seconds. You know what I have? I have an actual pennant. A pennant. Remember, a pennant. You know, that's a flag. If you don't know, it's a pennant, right? And it's a, it's a, it's a, one of these triangular-shaped ones, you know, like the kind you always see that uh, has Yale written on it and all that. It's a pennant, and it says, Go, 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 in big letters. Go, 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 Titans, go. That's right. Go, Titans, go. Now, that is worth something, I'll tell you, on the slob art collectors. Now, who are the Titans? Of course, everybody in New York know who the Titans are. They're the Jets. No! <laughs> Joe, you are really out of it, man. The Titans were the forerunner to the New York Jets. Absolutely. It was a, it's a pro football team. And, uh, and, <laughs> and where did they play? They played their games where? 
Exactly, and I went out to see them. I'm one of the few living people who actually saw the Titans play, and who was their quarterback the day that I saw them play? You would never guess. He's still playing. George Blanda. And he was the quarterback that night I saw them play. And uh, that night, I sat in the polo grounds with, uh, well, that, it was a big night, see, because, uh, you know, they were playing Boston that night. It was a big night. And there were over 75 people in the stands that night. There were over 75 people, a tremendous crowd that night, for that place. And we all sat right back of the home, <laughs> right back of the home bench, <laughs> 75 of us. And there were over 2,000 pigeons that night in the ballpark. That was one time I can honestly say the pigeons far outnumbered the fans as well as the players combined. And that night the game was a fantastic. Uh, they used to play these wild games. I mean, like the, the score would be like 65 to 56, and it was like beanbag. Uh, they they they, uh, they didn't bother to tackle or any of that kind of stuff. You know, the matter was uh, just to th who could throw the ball the farthest. And so the both quarterbacks are throwing passes, and the guys are catching passes, plunging into the into the uh, end zone there. And all oh, there were maybe 15, 20 uh, touchdowns every five minutes. It was really fun. And uh, we sat back there, and I bought I actually bought my Titan my Titan pennant. So this is a genuine one. I can tell you this was not a reproduction. There'll probably be those out, but this is the genuine one. In fact, you can still see a little stains on it from uh, from the beer. Uh, yeah, the beer and all the stuff that, you know, oh, yeah, everybody drank beer out there and ate peanuts and hollered, go, Titans, go. And at that time, who owned the Titans? You know that. Who? That's correct. He was a sports announcer, Harry Wismer. Right. He broadcast right from the studio. And uh, that's correct. You knew that. But uh, amazingly enough, you didn't know the name of the team. That's what's uh, amazing. All right. Now, I have another piece of uh, of us, I suppose you can call it the genuine Slav art that I'm quite proud of, very proud of. I have a genuine Duncan yo-yo that has on the side of it, now get this, on the side of it, a picture in gold of a famous movie star uh, of the period, and it's in gold, and it's a lady movie star, and underneath it, it says, I always use Duncan yo-yos. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, boy. You are so far out of it, Joe. If, if, if you ran into a thing like that in a, in, a, in, a, in a store where they were selling this kind of cockamamie stuff, you'd know immediately you're in the presence of a counterfeiter. That would be a counterfeit, right? Do you agree with me there, Mark? That would be a counterfeit. If it had Marilyn Monroe on the side. It could not be genuine. Now and it, and it had it had it has uh, sequins on it. There are sequins glue, uh, little tiny sparkly things glued to this uh, genuine Duncan yo-yo, and it's pearl colored. It's pearlescent. You know that pearl colored? It's a beautiful yo-yo. I'll bring it down here sometime, and that would be very handy to sales meeting here. It would be the only sensible thing that's come out in weeks. I'd say, watch me, watch this, watch me walking a dog, zing, you know, it's getting around. Well, all right, I'll tell you. It has a picture on the side of Ginger Rogers. Now, how's that, boy? That's uh, that's a that's a true collector's item. That's right, and it's got the original string in it too. That's right, it works. I'll tell you. And and I also have another great yo-yo that has on the side Pluto Pup. 
Now, this yo-yo does something better, though, than just go. It's, it's, a, it's a whistling yo-yo. No, it's a whistler. And it's got holes in it. It's a metal one. And when you get this baby going, it has a high-pitched scream. Whee! You know. And, oh, it's a great yo-yo. Now, uh, that, that, uh, that is one part of the slob world. That, that, that's called the media slob world. That, the, you know, with Ginger Rogers, Pluto Pup, uh, Orphan Annie. There's the sports world. Now, I wish that the business world had that kind of stuff, although it really does. Do you know that I have, I have a watch fob that was <laughs> a silver watch fob? Who, who uses a watch fob? I mean, but it's, it's a watch fob. You know what a watch fob is. It's got this ribbon on it with a little gold thing on the end, and it says, it's got a silver medallion on it. And you know what it says? It says, commemorating 50 years of tin production at the Inland Steel Corporation. <laughs> which is kind of great you know it was uh, it was given to the uh, apparently at the time it was given to the uh, executives who were there obviously the guys down in the tin mill didn't get them but uh, it was given to the executives probably none of them would ever been inside of a tin mill but they got them the thing now i have another great one i have a paperweight you know what the paperweight says on it i have a paperweight that says in commemoration of the dedication of Union Station in Cincinnati, commemorating the opening of the Union Railroad Station in Cincinnati. And it's got a, it's, in, it's sort of like fake bronze, and it's got a model of the station there. That's a beauty, I'll tell you. Uh, this, this, is a, this is called industrial slob art. There is that sort of thing. For example, do you know that I have a, an actual pen and pencil set in the marbline, that's fake marble. You know what marbline is? A pen and pencil set in marbline, including the base. And what does it say on it? It says, 25 years of success at Water Kent Radios. Now that's not bad. Shortly thereafter, they went out of business and they chased them all over the, over the border. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> I have this great piece. That's industrial slob art. This is uh, you know, the kind of stuff that brings the roses to the cheeks. Uh, then, of course, there is the, uh, there could be called the academic slob art. That's, that's really kind of elegant. I have a beer can that has a decal of a tiger on the side. It's a beer can, actual beer can with the top cut off, and it's made into a mug, and, and it's got a tiger on the side of it. And it says on it, class of 1974, Princeton. And they drank out of those beer mugs. at the. Now, that's class of 74, but they only gave out a few of them. And so they drank those at the Princeton reunion. <laughs> now, uh, I have other pieces of slob art. Now, there's the wearing apparel slob art. For example, I have a genuine uh, Japanese, uh, uh, what is that thing they wear, the kimono? Is that what the, uh, that, that little short jacket is? No, that's not a, it's the, no, the, the kimono is a long thing. This is a short jacket. What's that little short jacket with the sash around? You don't know what that is. Well, I don't either. But it's a short Japanese jacket, and it has, it's white, see? It's made out of sort of fake silk. It's actually nylon or something. And it's got a big tiger on the side, painted, uh, painted in this uh, fake tiger, Japanese style. And it says on it, Class of 1952. <laughs> now, I, I, it was the class of uh, 1952 Princeton, I guess. And it's kind of a great thing to wear around. You know, I wear this down to the gas station and that. 
And uh, it gets a lot of whistles from the boys, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> what else do I, what else have I got? Come on. Do you ever see ties? Oh, fantastic ties, yes. I have a, I have a tie, an actual tie. I think I'm going to wear it one day up there and scare everybody. First of all, I don't wear ties often. But I have a genuine, it's a wide tie, too. It's a, it's a wide tie, and it's dark blue colored. And you know what it says on it? I am a New York Giants fan. And they're talking about the baseball Giants. Yes, because it has behind it, it has a picture of Polo Grounds. And <laughs> down below, there's a picture of a guy swinging a bat who looks a little like Mel Ott. He's got his foot high up in the air. So obviously he was, you know, popping one in the right, right, right field stands, right down the line there. You know that uh, stance he had, raising the foot? Well, uh, there it is. And I got, I'm going to wear this time. I'm a New York Giant fan. And, you know, that'll teach boys that there's history by George, I'll tell you. Now, there's other kinds of uh, slob art which uh, should be uh, noted. I have a friend, for example, who collects neon signs. You know, like the Ace Funeral Home, We Deliver. You know, that kind of stuff. He's, yeah, and he actually lights them up in his house. <laughs> it's funny, though. I'll tell you, that's a great hobby for getting rid of your friends. Uh, for one thing, you know, those, those, uh, those transformers on those neon signs have 30,000 volts in them. So one day he had this aunt, you know, this mean aunt that comes over, and she, she was messing around. He says, do you want to turn on my neon sign? She says, okay, how do you do it? He says, hook them two wires together. Boom! Ionized. Just like that. Well, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> now, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy hobbies going on these days, and uh, some of them are good, some of them are not. Now, of course, one of the most oldest of all hobbies, naturally, is collecting uh, election-type trivia. You know, a, a genuine Thomas E. Dewey button, that kind of stuff. But that's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, that's that's uh, simple to do. Uh, uh, there is... Uh, other variations of that, which in, in a sense are really even more interesting. For example, uh, collecting uh, commercial uh, commemorative uh, buttons. For example, I have a button that says, I eat tasty yeast. What is tasty yeast? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I've got a button that says, I eat it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I, also, I also have a, a, a big, beautiful button uh, that was issued apparently by Pons. Uh, did you ever hear of Pond Soap? And it says, she's engaged. That's all it says underneath it. Was that the, what they did? Did they have a, a campaign like that? I have another button that says, do you have halitosis? I think I'm going to wear that to a sales meeting, just flash my button. <laughs> but uh, these, these are all, you know, this is uh, kind of silly. Have you read uh, the... the uh, uh, the, the current hoopla that's going on in Russia. You know, the Russians, I ran into this here a couple of years back. I couldn't understand this hobby. But the Russians have a, a national, it's a national uh, hang-up. It really is. And I ran into this first, first time I really ran into it was, uh, uh, I was in Europe uh, in the late 50s, early 60s. And uh, I happened to come across a guy who was a Russian engineer, and uh, he was a real Russian engineer. He was, in fact, he built factories. And uh, here he was, he was in, uh, of all places, uh, at that time I met him, he was in uh, Belgium in, uh, I believe it was, uh, no, it wasn't Belgium. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I met this guy, and uh, he had these things on him, and I wonder what the hell is this? They collect 
lapel buttons. In fact, it's a genuine major operating thing in Russia. There was a piece in the Times recently about it. Uh, it's becoming a national scandal. Now Pravda's taking, because there's guys been, uh, Pravda's taking cognizance of it, because uh, there, uh, like every other hobby, always sh uh, chicanery comes into it. And there are guys turning out now uh, absolutely counterfeit lapel buttons. See, these lapel buttons in Russia commemorate all kinds of things, like uh, commemorating the 1953 tractor trade show in Minsk, and it's a red one, you know, <laughs> or, or uh, you know, commemorating the uh, successful wheat harvest of 1949 in the Ukraine, and they have a little bit a pin. Well, recently uh, these factories have been turning out the uh, pins, and it's been really bugging uh, the officials in Russia because they've been turning them out looking like. Uh, Looking like uh, looking like major uh, decorations and awards. So what would you what would you think now? Say for example, if uh, let's say uh, the Cracker Jack Company, we'll just take a company for at random. The Cracker Jack Company turned out a uh, a giveaway button celebrating uh, 50 years of uh, successful Cracker Jack production, and it looked exactly like a Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> I mean, it would be some talk, wouldn't it? Uh, or if, uh, let's say, uh, uh, the uh, Shell Motor Company uh, turned out a, uh, a decal uh, celebrating, uh, you know, 50 years of making unbelievable amounts of money uh, selling oil, and it looked exactly like a, a, a Purple Heart. Well, that's what they're doing in Russia. They're really getting mad because uh, they've been turning out lapel pins celebrating non-existent things. In fact, one of them was recently turned out, it was a tiny toilet seat <laughs> in beautiful silver, all, you know, and, and, and above it in Russian, it says, uh, uh, celebrating the crowning of the internationally famous number one uh, uh, plumber from the district of Upper Slavobia, 1963. And I says, oh, this is, mm, you know, the Russians go for awards of that type. That's uh, all kinds of awards. Uh, the international award given to the number one broom wielder. So bring it up there, please, Joe, if you will. Thank you. That's very nice. That's very tasty. What, what is that tune? That's very nice. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Oh, yes, that's beautiful. Oh, it's a little loud, though. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Watch your crossover circuit there. I'll give you a clue. It is not Offenbach. No way. And there you have it. Inside Gene Shepard here on the Library of Sound. Program originally broadcast February 4th. 1975. At least that's the date I recorded it on the FM station. It was probably originally broadcast in late 1974. They were always a couple months delayed on the FM commercial free versions rather than the live WOR versions that were on AM. So it was probably actually from late 74, but I recorded it on February 4th, 1975. Gene Shepard talking about one of his favorite topics. He does this quite often. Talks about slob art. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, friends, that'll do it for today's Gene Shepard. We will return shortly with more great shows, more Library of Sound, more Sounds Like Radio, and 
more Gene Shepard. I got a lot of tapes, and I'm going to play every last one of them for you before I'm through here. All right, till then, I am your humble host saying so long for now, and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>